Welcome back, you guys. I don't even know what episode number we're on, um, but I will tell you this. (laughs) This has been just so life-giving. It has set my soul on fire to be able to pour out and pour into your lives and your speakers and your car and your earbuds and to just share my heart and share the stories of so many incredible humans. I just relationships and hearing people's stories and connecting and being able to share their stories. I don't know if anything lights me up more. And um, the guests that we have coming, oh my gosh, just incredible, incredible. So make sure you're tuning in every week, you guys. Make sure you're leaving if you can, or if you will, um, a review on the podcast that helps everybody to find the show. And today you get just me. You get me digging into what I think if I had a bumper sticker for my life, (laughs) it would be this. It would be listen to the whisper. Listen to the whisper. And that can sound super cliche and super airy-fairy, but guys, I'm telling you, it is what every successful person out there has done. Whether they think of it in those terms or not, I literally just got off of a call with a female entrepreneur who is building literally a multi-million dollar empire. And she actually was the one that brought that up. She's like, hey, I think like one of the best, best things and one of the most important things that we need to talk about is honoring, you know, your calling and not trying to do everything and, and just listening to that voice of like where you need to stay in your business and, and trying not to get sidetracked by all the noise. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And she even said, she said, just like your juice business, you know, you walked away from it. You just walked away. And that's something I want to talk to you about today. So I'm going to give you guys a lot of my real life examples Um, and hopefully those kind of stir up something in you where you can think about your own life because I, where, where that voice and that whisper is happening, right? I think so often people are like, I I don't feel like God talks to me or I don't feel like the universe directs me. And, and I think language can complicate it, right? I think sometimes we can use the word God and people put up a wall. We can use the word universe and my God, people put up a wall. (laughs) And so, um, and then my science people, they want to hear things like, you know, more like what's happening on a chemical level in your body. You know, it's, it's also that gut reaction. It's that gut feeling. It's women's intuition, which I tend to think women have a little bit more of. That's why there's such thing as women's intuition. Um, But that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about it all being the same exact thing, no matter what you're calling it, no matter what you're labeling it. It's that, that hunch, right? It's that just that little nudge from above. And I believe very, very firmly in the fact that, at least in my life, that if we don't listen to that whisper, if we don't listen to that slight little nudge, then that whisper gets louder and louder and that nudge gets harder and more forceful and more uncomfortable. And sometimes if we're ignoring it for, you know, a long period of time, something something catastrophic is going to happen to wake us up, to just hammer us over the head because we aren't listening, Right. And so often hindsight's twenty twenty. we can look back at situations and see that. I've certainly experienced that in my own life where I've been ignoring that voice and then, you know, something catastrophic has happened and I thought, good God, like I should have just listened. And so 
sometimes in my life, there's been really cool experiences. Sometimes they've been super emotional. Sometimes, you know, I think there are probably a million experiences that didn't happen. Meaning, let's start here. I, um, let's just go back. I can remember listening in the background to an Oprah Winfrey episode. I was probably, I think I was at my parents' house. So I was probably like in high school or college or something. And she was interviewing somebody and it was really, I mean, it was heavy. Um, some, uh, a mother who had, hit and killed a mother and child in the car. So this woman that she was interviewing was the driver. She had um, killed a pedestrian who I I think it was like a mom with a bike seat on the back. And, um, And the whole point of this woman really wanting to share that story was... She was talking and, and it just really grabbed me. I She was talking about how she's like, you know, I always hear that like little voice in me. I always hear it. And that day I was driving. I She had picked up her kids from school carpool and there's traffic everywhere. You know how carpool lines are. And um, she got to the road, the fork in the road, like the end of the road. You could go right or left. And she said, you know, I could go either way. It's the same amount of time home. And it seemed like traffic was backed up on the right. And that little voice was like, go left go left, go left, go left. And I'm sorry, the traffic was backed up on the left. And she's like, you know, I'm going to go right. It's going to be faster. So she ignores the nudge. She ignores the whisper. And what happens when she takes a right is shortly down the road, she ends up hitting a, a mom on a bicycle with a toddler on the back and they don't live. And I know some of you might be rolling your eyes and calling that dramatic, but... I really, truly have held that story in my heart ever since I heard it 20 some years, 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. And I've seen it play out in my life millions of times, millions of times. And that story specifically makes me pause at every stop sign when I can go right or I can go left. My old neighborhood, I could either go straight or right out of my neighborhood, same distance. And I always just listened. I always just said, you know, do I go straight or do I take a right? And I would listen. And that's flexing that muscle and practicing listening to the whisper, right? So um, when I say there's probably a thousand things that have not happened, what I mean is when you listen to the whisper, what crisis did you possibly avoid? What catastrophe did you possibly you know, miss? Uh, so often, I'm sure so many of you guys have experienced this where there's this literally happened to me last Sunday night, just a few nights ago, driving home. We are on a freeway going, you know, 75 miles an hour. I've got my daughter and her best friend in the back seat, and um, driving home from a dance competition. And all of a sudden traffic backs up and we're like, wow, ugh, what's going on? Oh my gosh, this road, this ride's going to take longer than we thought. We're going to get home so late. And all of a sudden, everybody's going around the accident. And when we come up on it and we start to drive around, I just think, you know, it was an accident. We're all driving around. And it dawns on me, wait, there's no police here. There's no cops. There's no ambulance. There's no fire. Like, wait. And I'm looking at the scene as we're driving around it. And I'm like, you guys, that literally just happened. And it was a bad accident. And I'm thinking to myself always, what if I hadn't gone back to 
grab my water bottle? What if my daughter hadn't listened to that whisper unconsciously to, you know, run back and and grab to make sure she got her shoes or something? Literally, those tiny whispers are happening every single day. And how are we just being completely and totally taken care of from God, from the universe, from whatever you want to call it? I mean, it gives me goosebumps from head to toe. Totally gives me goosebumps. Um, So let's, I want to share with you just some of my own life experiences. Um, I was totally messed up. This was actually in my drinking days when, I mean, I, I giggle now, but gosh, it was the end of my drinking days. So it was a dark time in my life, but I was kind of oblivious to it at the time. I was still in college in Maryland and I had on a whim, um, last second gone out to San Diego, California with my then boyfriend on spring break. And we landed, we rented a car. We were on the five North. If anyone knows that road, we're on the five North. And I remember so vividly turning my head to the left seeing the coastline and the ocean pretty far out because the five isn't right on the coast, but I could see it. And I just had that knowing in my soul. And I said to him, let's move here. And he looked at me like I was crazy. He's like, you can't just move here. Like you can't just pick up and move. But I've always been the type of person to been like, why the hell not? Like, why not? And I was like, no, like I, I just knew it. I felt it in my bones. Let's move here. Let's do it. Little did I know. I mean, it's not like I put a plan of action into place. That was a fleeting thought, but something that I heard in the depths of my soul. A year and a half later in the absolute rock bottom pit of my addiction, I picked up and ran away to San Diego, California. And it happened to become the place that saved my life the place where I truly rebuilt my life and was reborn. But I believe in that moment, that whisper was, this is where you need to be. This is where you're going to get your life back. And even though I was a drunken mess, for some reason, I, I heard that and I listened to that. And it's happened just a thousand times over, right? I felt that when I... Um, and guys, what I really want to like clarify here is your head... <laughs> is probably always going to completely disagree with that whisper, right? But the whisper is never wrong. The whisper, the gut feeling, the intuition, the hunch is right 100% of the time. And it's not just right. It is going to lead you to a life that is beyond your wildest dreams, your wildest dreams. And I really see that. So often people have said to me in years past, like, you're so lucky. You always just, everything just works out and you just always land on your feet and, you know, magical things just come into your life. And I'm like, it's because I listened to the whisper. Like, that's the magic, right? That's the magic. So when I, um, I thought that I, let's go back to San Diego. I was working an advertising job in La Jolla, California going door to door, selling newspaper advertising. It's kind of amazing. It's La Jolla, California. And I just got to walk around all day and do that. Um, 
and I was getting ready to go back to school. I had gotten sober at this point. So I was like, okay, I got to get my life together. I got to, you know, go back to med school. It's what I'd always wanted to do my whole life. And so I was just in this transition of doing, like getting that going. And I walked into a Pilates studio, which is funny because now everybody knows what Pilates is. No one knew what Pilates was back then. Truly no one. Um, And I walked into a Pilates studio. I had no idea what it was. I had no idea what these machines were. I had no clue. But there was a whisper in my soul that I had to figure it out and I had to do this and I had to get certified and become a Pilates trainer. (laughs) Crazy. Like, this is what I'm talking about with your head and your heart. Like, what? Like, you're going back to med school. I don't even know what the hell Pilates is, right? But my heart and this excitement and this like energy, I literally remember the conversation clear as day. And and I know my brother's going to listen to this and he's probably going to laugh. I remember being in the grocery store, what grocery store it was. I remember kind of what aisle it was. And I was on my cell phone talking to my brother that night and I was so fired up talking a million miles an hour. And I was like, I'm going to do this Pilates thing. And my thought was I hopefully can make a really good amount of income per hour and that would, you know, hold me over so I can go back and pursue med school. But again, guys, I had no idea what Pilates was. Neither did he at all. And I just remember him looking at me or saying to me on the phone, like, like what? How about you take a class first? Because he's like the conservative one. I'm the crazy sibling that's always like, whatever, let's move to California. Let's do this thing. And I remember being like frustrated. Because he was kind of taking the wind out of my crazy, insane sails, right? And here's what I want you to know. The most well-intentioned people that love us more than life will often be the ones that take the wind out of your sails. And we cannot let that happen. Because remember, the whisper is always right. Now, I followed that whisper I also at the time was working 60 hours a week at that advertising job. And then we had to be at all these sundowner events at night. It was insane. I was working all the time. I didn't have two nickels to rub together to afford the training. I certainly did not have any time. And guys, it was a two-year intensive program. It wasn't like a weekend Pilates certification like it is now. But I had to do it because the whispers never wrong. And this is where success comes from. Success comes from doing things that don't make sense, right? In our heads. Being the type of person that says, it doesn't matter if I don't have time. It doesn't matter if I don't have money. It doesn't matter that this doesn't add up. It doesn't matter that this doesn't make sense. I know that this is what I'm called to in this moment and I'm going to freaking do it anyway. And I'm going to figure it out. And so that's what I did. Little did I know because... I'm sorry, Emma, and I'm saying this jokingly, but like I am like a a doctor in training and I am going to be a physician and like that's what I thought my whole life, like so high and mighty. I would never be a Pilates instructor. I'm sorry, like I'm just doing that on the side so I can go back to college. Little did I know that that was going to turn into moving to Charleston, opening up one of the first Pilates studios in the Charleston area. There was one Pilates studio in my town, one. Five years later, there were 14. 
when I moved to Charleston and people would ask me what I did and I said, oh, I own a Pilates studio or I'm a Pilates instructor, they would look at me and say, karate? You, you teach karate? And I'm like, oh, good God, where did I just move? <laughs> we're, we're a little behind the times in the South. Um, little did I know that that was going to turn into a wildly successful entrepreneurial career for 17 years. You know, I got to build um, a business. I got to expand the business and move locations and have, you know, every, it just fed my soul on every entrepreneurial level, but also I got to change people's lives. I got to build relationships and help people. But I never would have believed that. If you said, this is what you're doing with your life, I would have scoffed at it and walked away. It was the best. Same thing happened. So we're going to transition. I ended up selling the Pilates studio finally. And I started a cold press juice company. And some of you guys might know this story, but I was yearning. I was looking for that next thing. Like what is going to be my thing? Like I had um, two little babies, toddlers at the time, and life was hard. I mean, I think if you are born with a very entrepreneurial spirit, um, motherhood is hard. I didn't love my babies any less than the next mom. I cherished my kids. Like they're my life, but I couldn't just be a stay at home mom. Like that was not, that is not what I am cut out for. I am the, I feel like a, an amazing mom and like I do that really well and I love my kids and I'm especially, I always knew again, listen to the whisper. Even when I had babies, I was like, Oh, this is not what I'm going to be that good at. <laughs> I'm going to be really good at being a mom as they get older. And like right now my kids are 12 and 13 and I freaking love it. Now, don't get me wrong. They drive me crazy sometimes too, but I love this age, right? I love it. Um, but I was at rock bottom kind of for a few years, just, you know, is this all there is and I need something else and I want to give back to the world and I want to create change and I want to like do things on a massive level, but I'm changing diapers. And, you know, so I decided to start a cold press juice company and I took out a hundred thousand dollar loan, built the brand, didn't know how to do that. Had to figure out how to build a real brand, had to figure out the marketing, had to figure out the brick and mortar, had to figure out all, had to figure out how to make juice. Um, it was a massive undertaking of just figuring it out, right? Marie Forleo says everything is figure outable. That's the other, that's another like, star quality of successful entrepreneurs. You don't let not knowing how to do it stop you ever, right? You just freaking do it and you figure it out on the way. And everyone else out there that you aspire to be like didn't know what they were doing either. They just figured it out and they didn't let their head get in the way. So I have this company for two, three years. It's going like gangbusters. It's super successful. I I'm drowning more than ever, like literally so stressed out of my mind. It's not even funny. The weight of that business on my shoulders was insane. Um, the juice business is really freaking hard, even though it was successful. It's hard, hard, hard. And, um, I got, I just hit the wall. I hit the wall and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I am falling apart. My kids are struggling. My marriage is struggling. Uh, it doesn't matter if this business goes on to make millions and millions of dollars because 
my family's not going to survive it. So it doesn't matter. Right. And I had been kind of invited into this coaching thing and I'm not going to go into my whole coaching story, but there was a whisper. If you're looking for some more in-depth training on mindset practices and how to create your vision, how to reverse engineer your goals, how to craft your morning process, all of the things that I'm super passionate about, you guys, the Rise Up course is where it's at. It is literally my lifetime, my mind in a course, every single tip, strategy, and hack that you could possibly ask me about is in this course. So jump into the show notes right below and you'll see the link for the Rise Up course and my Rise Up planner, and you guys can rise up with us. There was a whisper. And let me tell you something, then more than ever, (laughs) then more than ever, you guys, my head was like, you just built a brand. You just gave two, three years of your life to this you have a $100,000 loan out. You can't walk away. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. Absolutely no way, no how. You don't have an option. You don't have a choice. That's what my head is saying. But my heart is saying, if I don't walk away from this, my whole life's going to fall apart. So what does it matter? Would I rather lose my marriage or would I rather lose $100,000? I would rather lose $100,000. Guys, we had borrowed against our home. It was an insane decision to make. To walk away from a business that I had built that was on the precipice of going national because it was killing me. To follow this little whisper in my heart to something that I was also extremely fearful that wouldn't work out, that people were going to laugh at me, that people were going to judge me, that my reputation was going to go down the toilet. But I couldn't deny the whisper. But I had to walk through a shit ton of fear and judgment from everybody that was closest to me. My own mom, who is now, of course, my biggest supporter, and I love her to death, But she took my husband out to dinner and like, was like, what is she doing now? You know, like she does this and then she's jumping to this. And like, she was so judgmental. We did not tell anyone that I walked away from the juice business when I actually walked away. Only my husband and I and my business partner in the juice company knew because we knew that all of our friends and family would like literally just try to talk us out of it. And so I walked away into the unknown and took the biggest leap of faith that I've ever taken. And I started to work because my soul was being fed because when the whisper calls us to it, your soul gets set on fire. And all of a sudden I gave everything in my being to this coaching thing and this women helping women and my life and my family, everything changed. Everything changed so dramatically that literally within six months, I didn't recognize the fabric of my family and the fabric of my marriage and who I was becoming. 
And I can tell you and those that know me well know that I have become a radically different human being in the seven years that I've given to this coaching business, that I had no idea that I would be on a stage talking to tens of thousands or become a published author or launch a podcast or change the lives of literally tens of thousands. And here's the crazy thing, guys. When I was making that decision, I thought it was about me. I thought that call was, well, what does this mean for me? How is it going to affect me? Am I going to be successful? Am I going to be able to provide for my family? It had nothing to do with me. God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, had its hand on my heart and my head saying, I need you to go do this. Because when you say yes, you're going to be the domino that affects tens of thousands of lives, right? If not millions, that's the domino effect. So, so often too, I always tell my coaches this, a lot of times we have to care more about other people than we do our own ego. And when we start to live from that place, we get over our fear, right? Nothing matters when we care more about other people than we do our own ego. So think about that. Um, I felt the same thing, guys, that whisper. It's funny. Uh, everyone always asks me, like, obviously, how'd you, how'd you end up in Charleston? You were in San Diego. I was living the dream. I'm going to just chat about a couple more stories. So I was living the dream in Southern California. Literally, I'd been sober for a few years. I had the, uh, the most crazy, insane, amazing life. I was teaching Pilates in downtown La Jolla. I was living up on a cliff overlooking, you know, like it was just gorgeous. I would take lunch break and I would jog along the Pacific. Like it doesn't, to me, it doesn't get any more beautiful. I had the most incredible, incredible relationships and friends and support system out there. Um, Meetings AA will like bring you the most incredible humans ever. And so I had this huge network of support and love that ran so deep. And I was wildly succeeding in my Pilates um, career, like wildly succeeding. And there was a whisper. There was a whisper. And I remember all my friends out there saying, what the hell? Like you're going where? Like you're just, you're leaving this to move to Charleston, South Carolina, a place you've never been. I did visit once before I, after I thought this would be a cool place to live. Like why? And I just knew there was a whisper. I knew there was a whisper to come back to the East Coast where my family was. Wasn't going to go back to Maryland. It's too cold. Um, There was a whisper. And I remember the day I started looking, I had to live on the ocean had to be south of of Maryland. And I looked on the map and I was like, well, I'm not moving to Florida because Florida seems like weird and old people. I love Florida now. Love, love, love. I go back and forth all the time. But at the time I was like, I'm not moving to Florida. I also kind of thought, I don't know about Georgia, like who moves to Georgia? So I remember looking at North Carolina, South Carolina and kind of Georgia. And there aren't many cities on the coast. And I was like, oh, I wonder what Charleston's like. And then I was like, huh. This seems amazing. So that's how I chose Charleston. But um, I came when I was 25 years old. I just picked up, rented a U-Haul truck, did, you know, picked up and moved my business, opened up, um, like I said, the first Pilates, second Pilates studio in the city and um, just didn't really see how it might not work. 
But again, and this is what I talked about on the last um, solo podcast, worst case scenario, that's a question I always ask myself. What's the worst thing that happens? I go there, I spend six months or a year in Charleston and experience it. Fun. If I don't want to live there forever, I just move back. I just go back to San Diego. Whatever. You know, so um, so I that's how I ended up here. But here's the thing that I remember. I remember the whisper to come to look at Charleston. I remember two very distinct instances. The first was, or no, they were both, they both happened on um, my trip. I came for a weekend trip to like check it out to make sure it was definitely where I wanted to be. I crossed over a little bridge and I remember a wave washing over me and just, it was like a wave and a knowingness and the words, you're home. This is home. And I remember being like, whoa, that was kind of more than a whisper. <laughs> and the other thing that I remember is walking onto the beach and having this all knowing Sullivan's Island Beach, or maybe I was on Isla Palms. I don't know which island I was on. They're right next to each other. And thinking, this is where I'm going to raise my babies. Like, this is where I want to raise my children, right here, like this beach. Y'all, we moved to the Isle of Palms two years ago. Crazy, 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 crazy. Um, all right, enough about all of the stories, right? I, I do want to leave you with one more because it's probably the one story that I think illustrates this um, and it blows my mind and it is emotional. And I hope that you can just relate this to like the everyday crazy, right? Like the everyday stress of life. And, you know, when I'm talking about like when you get to the stop sign, do you, do you go straight or do you take a right? And just in the midst of like everyday life, like not every day are you picking up and moving 3,000 miles away or starting a new business or end walking out of an, a partnership. But every single day, we're just in the midst of everyday life, the crazy, the hurry, right? And so I had two babies at home, baby babies. And I don't remember what was on my to-do list, but it was a morning of extreme anxiety where I felt like I was going to lose my mind, like completely, completely lose my mind. I just, I remember exactly how I was feeling. I remember it was like all these things I had to do and I couldn't get out of the house or if I went out of the house with the two babies, like it's so hard to get anything done with them in tow. And finally I was like, I need to hire a babysitter and just like, and it was really hard for me to do that. Like, I don't know about you other mamas, but like, it's hard for me to just hire a babysitter so I can go do errands. You know, like I would hire a babysitter if I had to go to work, but it was always, I just have a hard time with that. So anyway, finally, 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 like, and, and here's what I'm talking about. Listen to the whisper. Sometimes in our head, it's super hard, but I was like, oh, all right, fine. So I called my babysitter. She's like, yeah, I can, I can be there at 12. Listen to this. I can be there at 12. I was like, okay, oh, can you like stay maybe till two? And I was like, maybe I can get all of these things done. I'm never going to be able to get all these things done in two hours, but maybe I can get a lot of things done if I go really, really, really fast. And so I, um, she walks in the door, I run out the door and I jump in my car in the driveway and I literally just have a moment like, here's the whisper, guys, right? You, you, the, the whisper makes you pause. And I had this quick pause. And I glanced down in this, like, frantic, stressed-out state. And I saw that it was 12.01. And there is a meeting, an AA meeting, in my neighborhood, maybe a half a mile down the street, that starts at 12. And I knew 
that I needed to go to that meeting because I was losing my freaking mind. <laughs> I knew that that was going to be more beneficial to me than going to run 85 errands, right? But my head, but my head, but the head, my head's like, what the hell are you thinking? You can't go to a meeting. That's not why you hired the babysitter. You hired the babysitter so you can go do all this stuff. That's what you got to do. You're not going to be able to do all this stuff in two hours, let alone if you go to a meeting, then you only have an hour. And I was like, go to the freaking meeting. Go to the meeting. So my car drove me to the meeting. <laughs> I go to the meeting. I walk in late, which I would, I hate being late, but I walk in late. I slide in the back and I sit down. And I just let that meeting fill my heart. And the whisper happens again. Somebody was talking about losing a sibling. And I had not at that point shared in a meeting about losing my sister because it was too emotional. So I lost, for those of you that don't know, I lost my sister to alcoholism I don't even know how many years ago, but at the time she had, I'm guessing maybe she had passed away a couple months before that. And I hadn't had the courage to share about it because I just couldn't. And that day, that whisper was, you need to talk about your sister. You need to open up about this and you need to just share because pain shared is cut in half. And I literally got in an argument with God. <laughs> I thought... Uh, no, I'm not sharing about this. You need to share about this. No, it's too hard. It's emotional. Just the thought of it makes my hands tremble. And I kept hearing, you have to share about this. And something happened. Literally, I feel like my body was divinely moved and my hand went up and I was called on. I don't even remember what I said. I just know that I shared that she had passed away from this disease. And it was definitely like an emotional thing. And I remember thinking in that moment that I knew why I had heard the whisper to go to the meeting, right? So it keeps going. The meeting ends. There's like a line of 20 people that like want to talk to me just probably because unfortunately they've had similar, similar experiences in their family. And as I'm talking to person after person after person after person, it is so clear why God wanted me to drive to that meeting, why God wanted me to share in that meeting. You know, people are telling me things that I, I wasn't able to do this, but because you shared, now I can, and all this stuff, and just this ripple effect, right? And I'm thinking, I got it, God. I got it. I got it. I know why you needed me here. It wasn't about me. It was about how me sharing this could impact other people's lives. It's not always about us. But the cherry on top. As the last, second to last person walked away, it was this crazy moment, like the clouds parted <laughs> and there was one guy hanging back that I'd never met, that I'd never seen. And he looked at me with these kind eyes and when I had shared about losing my sister, I hadn't shared her name. I may have referenced Baltimore. I think I did. 
talking about going up there for her funeral. And he looked at me in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, and said, was your sister Molly? And I looked like I saw a ghost. And I just, my eyes were so wide. And I was like, yeah. How, how do you, and he just started talking and he said, you know, I knew her in Baltimore. I knew her really well. And when, and he was sharing about how he, when he came in, she helped him get sober and she was such an integral part of his early sobriety. And she was like just this rock in the meetings up there and how she was just this pillar of hope and, and on and on and on and on. And what if I hadn't listened to the whisper that day? What if I hadn't listened to the whisper? I would have missed all that. I would have missed it all. So when I'm telling you that the whisper, the hunch, the gut feeling, the intuition, it's not that it's just right. It's that it's beyond our comprehension What's going to happen when we choose that over and over and over again? Not once a year when you're making these huge life decisions, but literally every moment of every day, it is there calling you to turn right instead of go straight, calling you to slow down and chat with the guy behind the counter calling you to put your phone down and go chit-chat with your kids, calling you to get up from the computer and go for a walk with your dogs. It's always there. And the more you listen to it, the more extraordinary of a life you're going to have. All right, you guys, you want to hear something really fun? This podcast totally 100% listening to the whisper. It's Friday afternoon. I just got out of a bunch of meetings. I never record on Friday afternoon. I had a meeting cancel and I was sitting here just fired up about all these thoughts and ideas and things. And, and I always try to, I always try to record podcasts from that space, right? From that inspired space. And I thought, you need to record a podcast right now. <laughs> and so this is an example of listening to the whisper. I hope that this impacts you guys. I hope that you take something away. I hope you just tune into that voice a little bit more. That's it for me this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you guys for listening. Please reach out, send me a message on Instagram or an email. I love hearing from you guys so, so, so much. I'd love hear, to hear what you want to hear on upcoming episodes. I'd love to hear of um, guests that you would like to for me to have on. And I would love more than anything for you to leave a review. That's always going to help the podcast just reach more people. Thanks, you guys, and make it a great day. Listen to The Whisper. Bye.